0: Yippee-ki-yay, Mother Russia you just heard the most creative part of this whole movie to One Good Thing, the podcast that is perpetually in the wrong place at the right time. I'm Paul Salt. I'm on vacation. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, I hope nothing happens to you then, because nothing worse than going on vacation and... Oh. Great. Today we shall be discussing A Hard Day to Die Good, uh, the fifth entry in the Die Hard Saga, directed by John Moore, the director of It. Oh, wow. Well, that's getting really good reviews, actually. I mean, that's... Yeah, it's come out. Yeah. It's really good. Oh, oh, wait. I dot T dot I T.
1: I thought that was jam.
0: It was uh written by Skip Woods, the writer of Swordfish and X-Men Origins. Yeah. Yeah, you remember those <laughs> movies. Sorry, Paul
1: just flexed for me. I flexed, I did the that I did the, very good. the Wolverine. <laughs> Rawr.
0: Come on, kids, do the Wolverine. <laughs> Rawr.
1: Come back here, said the police. <laughs>
0: Um, he also wrote the original Hitman movie, and he wrote it so good that when the movie fucking tanked for having nothing to do with or understanding of the Hitman video games, they hired him again to write the reboot that tanked for having nothing to do with or understanding of the original Hitman video game. Hollywood is magical and fuckheaded. <laughs> it
1: is a mind-bending, baffling, baffling fairy tale land. It is, but I
0: love it. All aboard the gravy train, everyone. Get in it. Get in it and on it. <laughs> Critics were pretty hard on a good hard-to-die day. Richard Roper, writing for richardroper.com. dot com, good place for him to be. He's really <laughs> found his niche in life.
1: He's uh, put a restraining order out on himself. Oh no! He's not allowed anywhere in within five hundred meters of richardroper.com. dot <laughs> com.
0: Um, he just said, "What a disappointment."
1: Well, I was I was going to say, "Could have done with a bit more creativity there," but I guess eye for an eye.
0: <laughs> the only way you fight fire with fire, and only when criticism gets as lazy as the films they're criticizing. Well, we have all triumphed.
1: Do you reckon that was John Moore's thing? He just wanted to see some really creative <laughs> reviews, and when he opened
0: it up to com he was like, No! My <laughs> I, comeuppance! I failed! <laughs> um, Richard Corliss, meanwhile, at Time Magazine, uh, <laughs> says a movie like A Good Dad... A Good... What? <laughs> Richard Corliss at Time Magazine said, A movie like A Good Day to Die Hard ought to either hire someone who can write catchy dialogue... Or at least superficially plausible characters, or just let the real artists, the stuntmen, run the whole picture. No humans allowed. So, what does Richard Callers think about stuntmen? This movie should have been made by stuntmen, not humans. Stunt <laughs> <laughs> uh, stuntmen rights, everyone.
1: <laughs> he better, he 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 better be careful. He could be the end of uh, of humanity. He could be the rise of the planet <laughs> of the stuntmen. <laughs>
0: Planet of the Stuntmen is a movie I'd watch the shit out of as you can see here from my reports on risk management <laughs> depends <laughs> depends who is directing it
1: because if it was John Moore yeah it's not going to be something you're going to want to see no I do want to see it though good news it's Nicholas Winding refn oh thank god yeah for Planet of the Stuntmen he's going to do for Stuntmen what he did for Super female models. modelling yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> they're just all aboard <laughs> the public went much better uh Mr. SJ Cardwell writing for Amazon said mm. I really hated a good day to die hard I don't think it has any redeeming features and should be the final nail in the coffin for the franchise so Paul you petty thief what's up? what's one redeeming feature of a die hard to good day it was all the detail we got from uh, a million zooms a million zooms oh, you don't want to miss up you want to miss anything no when there's something like uh, important happening.
1: Well that was it. We're out out wide and it's like, oh, I can see Moscow. But what's going on? Oh no, there we are, it's John McCain's face.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. In Moscow. Oh. Wow, the detail. Context. Well, that sounds like a poorly thought out mess. Mm. So, Paul, what exactly happens in a die in the hard is worth a day in the good?
1: This is, this is going to be a fucking uh, teeth-pulling exercise. <laughs> it's really awful. Episode. I made it already. <laughs> we begin with um, Sebastian Koch, the great German actor. Yeah. Um, Sebastian Koch is... Sebastian a- Koch. Koch. Sorry. Koch is in jail.
0: Um, he's, sure is. A- he's a whistleblower, I think. Blowing that whistle. And yeah. the person he's blowing it on is a guy named Victor Shigarin. A yep. corrupt politician, if yes. you can imagine
1: such a thing. Never even seen such a thing, let alone imagined. <laughs> Wait. Have, have a think about it.
0: Oh! Yeah, that would suck, right?
1: Oh, oh thank Imagine God. living in that world. Anton Chigurh, played by <laughs> Jacob Rees-Mogg. <laughs> um, the uh, high-ranking but corrupt Russian official. Yes. Um, who is um, about to start a an obviously rigged trial. Um, yes, of
0: Komarov. Yes, of Komarov. Yeah. In which he is being testified against yeah. by a young Jay Courtney. Yes, who I is dangerously close to becoming an OGT three-man. Oh. three man. Oh, yes,
1: he's a two man at the moment. Um, yep. almost a three man. Oh. oh, god. Well, welcome back, Jay Courtney. Yep. It's,
0: it's a,
1: sh- it's a shame because I do quite like you for all year. Your- Why? Well, I liked him in Suicide Squad. Yeah. The only other thing I've seen him in is this.
0: I saw him in Terminator Genocide. Oh, yes, that, of course. Yeah, he was so memorable. Oh.
1: Oh, yeah. I still like him for some reason. I don't know I think that's inaccurate. He needs to be in something better. Right. He hasn't been outshone by anyone. (laughs) So anyway, yes, Jay Courtney has murdered... A guy. Yeah, shot uh, which, him right in the head. He went went to, went to prison and then he told his lawyer that he could testify against Ch- Anton Chigurh. So he's in the courtroom with uh, everyone, with the whole ensemble. I guess at this point, we've got Bruce Willis.
0: Oh yeah, Bruce Willis is not
1: it. Who is not yet
0: on vacation. No, he will be very soon though. He's going to go on yeah. a nice vacation to Russia. But yeah. simultaneously to that, and unrelated to that in any way, his son is also in prison over there he's going to go try and help him but on vacation but on va- on vacation, yeah, on vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: yeah he makes it re- he really specifies that he he's yeah. like, like i can't stress this enough uh <laughs> faceless uh, Look, police I, guy
0: i don't want to go on about this by yeah. no means do i want this whole thing to be about this but yeah. i am on vacation yeah i'll mention it maybe f- once more i filed the annual leave and everything <laughs> i filled in that form
1: yeah so so he, he he goes off to enjoy moscow oh yeah um and gets to the court
0: yeah. And there's explosions there, is there!
1: A bomb does in, and yeah. the walls of the court go off. And yep. um, some some Russian gangsters, um, who I think Ooh. are played by um, the same group who are in Home Alone 3. Yes, the they, exact same three. They all come in. Four. The woman, yeah, the woman wasn't around,
0: because no, they replaced her with a younger one. Yes, well, that woman was busy being the terrorist in The Hitman's Bodyguard. Why not? <laughs>
1: Why the fuck not? Why who the cares? fuck not? Who even gives a shit? No one. That's So they so they come in and uh, looking for Komarov, and Ooh, uh, but yes. luckily, but luckily for Komarov, he's got a Jay Courtney to pick him up and and just carry him out of the room so
0: the gangsters don't see him. Yes, but unluckily for Komarov, his Jay Courtney has a Bruce Willis as a yes. dad who gets in the way and decides to stand three feet away from his son and shout his name over and over again yes. until the terrorists are forced by completely opposed to their own ability. They, they've they got no idea. Each one of them was facing the wrong direction in spite of being only 20 feet away. But Bruce Willis was so persistent in his needs to shout his Jack, son's name Jack, over and over again that the terrorists were Forced to overcome their incompetence And identify that Jay Courtney was in fact escaping with their target 20 feet away from them
1: They were facing the wrong way on purpose They were like, oh, come on, we've got to make it difficult for us For God, God's <laughs> sake, Bruce And they're like, ah, oh, okay, we get it, we get it It's Jack, it's Jack <laughs> Fine, it's easy, too easy now <laughs> Fine <laughs> Yeah, so then they shoot up all of Moscow.
0: Yeah, they shoot and up all of Moscow. And they, okay, have a, they have a
1: car chase, which leads yeah. to the deaths of 500 million innocent Mosconians. Yes, everyone, everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. Half they, the city. So after after that, they go to the safe house because Bruce Willis. Yes. Bruce Willis has royally uh, fudged everything up. Yes, because um, he's an old man who forgets things now,
0: <laughs> like his son's like, name. Yeah, my pills. <laughs> and Collins so, is there, um, who is good old Collins, Jay Courtney's partner. Yeah. In crime, but not crime because the CIA. Anti-crime. Anti-crime. He's yeah. his partner in anti-crime. Um, and then he dies. Yeah. Which is really hard for Jay Courtney, I imagine. And then,
1: yeah, um, the guns. bad guys come in. Yeah. Because, oh, so Komarov said, yes, I can lead you to the file, um, hmm. Collins. Yet, um, the file yet, that incriminates. Die, Collins, yes, yes, the file that incriminates. Uh, sugar. And- um, sugar. Yep. And, um he, on the condition that my daughter gets to come with me,
0: Yes, my sexy daughter Irina, he was very specific yeah. on that. It was weird.
1: Yes, he but, licking his lips, and, yes
0: and, and said she's, you'll probably recognize her as she's unzipping a biker suit somewhere in the city. And then he took out a leg of lamb and started licking it
1: like <laughs> lengthways. And it was very disturbing from uh, critically acclaimed
0: actor Sebastian Koch. Yes, I enjoyed it. We all enjoyed it. Bad guys attacked, and they yeah. escape. All oh, that's good. That was a thrilling sequence. They head over to the hotel where there is a key. And that key will unlock the file. But also the mm. daughter's going to be there because they organized it at some point. Yes. So, uh, Irina's kind of creepy and
1: shifty. She's aloof and a bit evasive.
0: Oh, a bit evasive. Yeah. Which, Bruce Willis, he picks up on that like a shot. Straight away, because <laughs> he's got no other
1: senses, but he's he, got, ha- yeah. he has got his bullshit um, <laughs> He meter. can't hear anything. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Throughout the film, that explains a lot of his performance, actually, is that he just can't <laughs> hear anything. He just nods and shoots things when he feels like it's appropriate. <laughs> Um, (laughs) excellent sixth sense (laughs) yeah he doesn't trust Irina and it turns out to be correct because that bad guy Shigarin he sent his dragon um, Alec you know the main guy who you can like get into a physical fight with you know as opposed to Shigarin who's more of a conceptual bad guy oh the, the kooky carrot eating Oh, he eats a carrot and it, does tap dancing, which which I which I love
1: because um, oh. I just I just like to think of what he was doing in the minutes leading up to entering that building. Was he just <laughs> clutching the carrot with both hands, being like, "I'm going to start eating this when I get inside"? And it's practicing gonna be his tap dancing.
0: Yeah, I wiki howed <laughs> this up. I wiki howed this yesterday. <laughs> I followed the YouTube. I pretty I pretty much got it down. And all the
1: henchmen just looking at him, being like, what is he doing with that carrot? Have you ever seen him with carrots before?" No, I thought maybe you'd seen him with carrots. No, I thought it was a thing. No, he's just fucking mental.
0: (laughs) It's like Bludnovsky. Like I need to have a thing to scare them. No, sorry, that's not Bludnovsky. I need to have a thing to scare them. Man,
1: man, Nicholas Cage, (laughs) man. Is this is this is this appropriate, man?
0: Michel Gondry, tell me, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, what have I done? Says Michel Gondry. (laughs) Um. None of this is relevant. Alec comes in, <laughs> um, shoots everyone and they all die and that's the end. In the extended edition which we saw. Oh, we he, saw the um, extended edition. He
1: um, he ties Bruce and Jay up and it turns out the daughter is a one. She's a one? Yeah, and she puts a gun to her dad's face. Oh. he's his like, old No one do anything
0: or I'll shoot yeah. something. And um And um, because um Bruce Willis and Jay Courtney love they they love him, you know, he's lovable old Shigarin. You don't yeah. remember him. They talked uh, several scenes ago, I think. Komarov. Yes, Komarov. Sorry, yeah. Shagaman's bad guy. You know he's lovable Komarov. They've had yeah. all those scenes with him. They yeah. love him. Yeah. Oh, he's such a lovely guy. They can't have him shoot him. Well, they escape. Bad they, guys they, shoot they, up they, the they place escape. and they escape. Yeah. 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 This is the second out of five times they do that. Yeah. Um. So they know somehow using magic they go to a witch and the witch um executes a child <laughs> and in the entrails is able to divine that um Alec and Irina are taking the dad to Chernobyl because yes. that's where the file is. Yes. A file that incriminates Shigarin.
1: Yes. yes. And
0: uh, look forward to
1: Death Wish, because that's going to be Bruce's return, oh, I can't she said. Wait. Yeah. She...
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Richard Roper's going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to fucking Chernobyl. Yeah. They, well, they... they steal some guns from a boot in Russia. Yes. They <laughs> Just yeah. go to the nearest one.
1: Yeah, they do They do that, and then they go to Chernobyl, and they have a chat in a car.
0: Oh, they have a chat in a car.
1: Yeah. They shoot their way in. Yes, and and then um, Komarov is taken to to where the file should be. Yes, and um, only instead of
0: a file, yeah. there's a billion dollars of weapons-grade plutonium and a shot in the face. Sorry, uranium. Yes, yes. Uh, they shoot Alec in the side of the head. Yeah, in the side of the cheek, just behind, just just behind Whereas in front that, of the ear. In the, in you're you're going gonna have to ear. take the veil off for once. Uh, just... I'm sorry. I just yeah. But ah! I just, ah! oh. <laughs>
1: Genuinely Sorry. scared the shit out of me. Sh- <laughs> in front of sh- the ear. <laughs> I should have known because I asked. I should have been prepared.
0: But... Behind the eye, in front of the ear, next to the, the mole he yeah. had. Do you remember the mole? Oh, oh. oh yeah, the mole. Oh, yeah, that's,
1: just... pain- that's the worst place to be shot in the face. Yeah, that's
0: nasty. Yeah, jeez. It went right Sus. through his think meat. Ooh.
1: Happy Easter.
0: Yeah, he has to walk that one off. Needs a magic sponge after that one. <laughs> um
1: To overextend. So it's so it's um it turns out that Sebastian Koch, Komarov excellent actor, man from the Lies of Others,
0: oh, is yeah. the bad guy. It's the bad guy. He's the the um the Jeremy Irons of this one. Shit, I just ruined Sy Hard Three. Oh. Well Fuck. He's the Alan Rickman of um you just oh. ruined I Hard One. Oh no, wait. You know, we didn't ruin it, did we? Oh, because they were villains for out and had clear motivations and like setups to being villains. No, because Die Hard One and Three weren't very good. Oh yeah, yeah. only the fourth and fifth ones were good. Yeah. yeah. So with five minutes to go,
1: with the new <laughs> with our, with the big bad finally established. Yes, he does a fun interaction with bark. Bruce.
0: Like fun chats and like quippy dialogue. No, they shoot each other with a helicopter.
1: The carrot eating Alec, he had the back and forth with Bruce. That's right. He got shot in the the, face. He he got shot by the
0: by the by the mole. Oh, ooh, yeah. Yeah, you can't keep doing that. No, that's sorry.
1: Ooh, my back (laughs)
0: lever. stop eating those before we do this
1: (laughs) gives me comedy (laughs) he had all the 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 back and forth with the dead man so with the with the live man in fact it's up to jay courtney to dispatch and jay courtney does it with all the um grace of a tree yeah alone in the dark (laughs) and uh which is actually quite graceful yeah it depends on the tree (laughs) he's really dead tree he throws him off a building Yep. He lands on some, some helicopter blades. Yeah, that they had down there. He 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 does that. Bruce Willis takes care of the helicopter basically one one
0: yeah. one handed. He does a thing. Irena's in the helicopter and he does a thing. Yeah. Then they go walking off. Yeah. They go off, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead was edited out of the movie. The end. Yes. Um we watched the extended edition though, so what extra bits did we get? What what was the new stuff? It was unrated too, so I imagine it was pretty saucy. How's this for sauce? I'm ready.
1: When they're, you know, when they're walking around. Yes. There's a bit more of that. Oh, oh, there were more monosyllabic words and grunts.
0: Oh, I love those.
1: Yes. There was no
0: Mary Elizabeth Winstead,
1: no Mary Elizabeth Winstead, which negated any like addition to the film. So the runtime was about the same. Yes. If anything, I think it was two minutes
0: shorter, which is what critics and audiences wanted. Yes. Just clamoring for
1: less. (laughs) Groping their faces for less. God, (laughs) please let it be less. (laughs) Um, that's about it. Yeah, and there was the car bit.
0: The car The The the, fucking car
1: bit. (laughs) The fucking car bit where they drive to Chernobyl and have that chat that we forgot.
0: (laughs) Okay, with all that extra meat in it and also Mm. some less. Crucially, gratefully less. (laughs) How was the movie? Now,
1: again, when we we watch the extended cuts, which we want to do when given the option, because we want to see, you know, what they did, whether they, you know, did they take any lessons from the original did they go okay well this is why it didn't work so let's yes like Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice extended yeah. edition they added some things which really helped with the pacing until yeah. the
0: final 40 minutes or so yeah
1: they they released A Good Day to Die Hard
0: yes they absolutely did release Never a Hard or a Good Day Die
1: yes yep and they they, they went away with that with the finished product yep. and went okay get rid of the best actor in the film yes get her out Yeah changed
0: some shots
1: yeah which which make basically no difference fundamentally to the film no none whatsoever Um, it added nothing (laughs) no It was just as boring, if not more so, because I didn't get to look at Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who's a great actor. You get to see her twice and three times
0: in the theatrical cut. You're spoiled. Interestingly, the first film that was um, written intentionally as a Die Hard movie. Yes. um, That's something that I don't know if everybody knows. Um, All of the other Die Hards were based on... The first three were based on books. No, the first two were based on books. Mm. Um, I forget what they were called, but they were two books unrelated to each other, not sequels to each other. Third movie was a, an original script called Simon Says, mm-hmm. uh, which was also at one point considered to be the plot for The Lethal Weapon 4, I think. Wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, they adapted that into Die Hard 3. Yeah. And then the fourth one was based on a Time it was cool. article um, called A Farewell to Arms. It was also, I think it was
1: a, was it originally written as or something called dot 3com Oh yeah, it might have been adapted um, into a separate screenplay. Yeah, and then, then they went, well, let's just make that a Die Hard one. Yeah. Which why seems, not
0: seems to work? I mean that format yeah. seems to work of just find something that has a good plot, yes, and change it into having John McClane in it. Now, interestingly, <laughs>
1: the only occasion of all the five films where they wrote one intentionally for Die Hard, yes,
0: they made it the most unDie Hard film of the five of the five. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, let's talk a little bit about what makes Die Hard nineteen eighty eight yeah. so special, and by inference, what makes a die is only as hard as its goodest day. So bad. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Die Hard is about a man, an ordinary well, an ordinary man. He's a cop. He's got some combat training, but he never does anything so extraordinary that you couldn't imagine yourself doing it in the right circumstances. He's an everyman. Yes, he's, he's, he's an everyman
1: who medically probably should have died three times over for the punishment that he put himself through.
0: Yes. But he's an everyman. He's fallible. He is fallible. He makes mistakes and he's also very relatable. He's yeah. funny. Yeah. We like that about him. He's quippy. Yeah. And he's yeah, just kind of a New York guy stuck in yeah. a high stakes situation. He's walking here and, he's he, walking and he, here. he gets under the skin of the people around him because he's yeah. a fairly abrasive guy as well. <laughs> the... He gets, he's charming yeah. and he gets caught up in a terrorist incident. He's in yeah. the wrong place. At the wrong time, exactly. Terrorist attack played by a charismatic lead actor mm-hmm. uh, who was very fun and has great back and forth with John McClane. Yep. And action scenes ensue, contained, relatable action yeah. sequences in a building. He's always the underdog. Yeah. And his his, his invent- he's never that smart. He's never that no. inventive either. He's just determined. Yeah. I think he's, he's usually got a family member in yep. peril. And yeah, that's that's the situation. And he he has supporting characters who are likable, who we can Uh, get into, who bounce off of him. And, you know, it's all about character. We've entered into a phase for Bruce Willis, a Mm. phase that the other day we were trying to locate. And we think the turning point might have been Armageddon, uh, the Michael Bay movie, because that's (laughs) Mm. kind of when he stopped being the Bruce Willis that you may have known and loved from uh movies like Twelve uh Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. Uh Die Hard. Performances that I would describe as high energy. Yeah. High energy, fast talking, New York guy is what he was. After Armageddon, it's the siege. Yeah. And it's not all bad. Some of it's good. The Sixth yeah. Sense. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Um eventually Moonrise, you know, hmm. Moonrise Kingdom and Looper. Yeah. Like good performances, but he never again really became high energy New York fast talking John McClane. Mm. He kind of lost that after Michael Bay sucked the life out of his <laughs> his talent sack. And then we arrive at a die-harded as a day good at. Oh my god! And it's just, it's just, there's nothing there. Occasionally he'll deliver a line, kind of John McClane esque, but he can't play this guy anymore.
1: No, I think that time is past. A couple
0: fresh coats of paint, a weed whacker, and it's good to go. Give me that look.
1: And yeah. If they did want to do another film, maybe it's time to pass the mantle on. Yeah, get someone, someone. Not Jay,
0: not Jay Courtney. Not Jay Courtney, please. But um, who'd be good? He's... But I mean,
1: maybe, maybe Jay Courtney. Oh, if they had somebody I fucking got you were broken a, in this write, way. no, just write a <laughs> script with like actual
0: quips in
1: it. Yeah, because one thing true. that um, the day hard died hard day a day yeah. didn't didn't have was fucking quips.
0: No, there's nothing funny about a dies hard is in the good day. <laughs> My brain just... is gonna break. <laughs> But that is not the only only problem. John
1: McClane in this film (laughs) is no longer an everyman. He's a Jesus man who cannot be
0: murdered. Now, there's a moment in Die Hard, the original one, where a helicopter crashes into the roof of a building Mm. whilst he jumps off with a fire hose wrapped around his chest. Mm. The focus is very much on Brucey as he jumps away from an explosion. Mm. That we can relate to. There's an explosion he's jumping away from. I do it twice a day. (laughs) It's It's not... Harrier jump jet collapses into freeway that is collapsing around him Mm. in a big CGI nonsense fest. Yeah, true. There's a lot of moments like that in this where you know helicopters crash into buildings and Jay Courtney and Bruce Willis fall through various floors. Which I would even I would even
1: allow if he just if he was just injured yeah but he does all this shit I'm pretty sure he's like thrown from a fucking car but yeah like he could he could have been thrown into a like a wood chipper and he'd have just brushed it off
0: being like i'm not gay everyone <laughs> that wouldn't have been enough though it would have been a wood chipper that's collapsing into like a building that's on fire with a atom bomb blowing up near it but at least if, if he'd
1: have come out of that like yeah. missing an arm or something or <laughs> or with like blades of glass in his in his feet or just yeah. something but nothing slowed him down and he's an old man now you know yeah he he, he could be slowed down by a walk upstairs <laughs> and 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 he's getting shot at he's diving over a like he's diving over a bar, jumping out of a window. He's yeah. like he's hanging onto a helicopter in in this one, and then yeah. and then plummets from that. There's no like humanity, um, vulnerability. Yeah, and that's what made John McClane such a great character. Is, yeah, is, is, he's he's a smart ass and he's a rough piece of shit, but he gets same, hurt. Yeah, he gets hurt, and he yeah. and like emotionally as well. You know, yeah. it's it's a stressful experience being trapped in a place with terrorists, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 in this, yeah. he like. He is not. He is not the guy who's just on vacation. No matter how yeah. many times he says yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's such a like such an asinine thing to say when yeah he's not on vacation.
0: No, he went for his son. Yeah, he
1: went <laughs> expressly for his son. Yeah. Um, and he, he yeah he went looking for it. So he's not in the wrong place at the, the wrong time. The wrong no, he's the place we wanted to be. Yeah, he's this. This film is suddenly a born. It's suddenly a bond. The clone where he where he is a secret agent going off to do a mission there are so many ways this could have been fixed yeah it wouldn't have made it a good film necessarily but like no. if he is on vacation and that's the quip that you want to go for yeah having actually go on holiday yeah sure Russia, and he gets
0: caught up in a yeah. in a Situation, yeah,
1: and it, and if you want, if you want his son in, then maybe his son knew he was going to be there on holiday, yeah. and he works for the CIA still, yeah, um, and he decides to include John McClane in in the thing, knowing that he's had experience with this, That's and right. then it, and then it's like, yeah. what do you? oh, my son, I'm on vacation. Why'd you come here and ruin it? And it's like, yeah. well, Dad, you didn't want to talk to me anyway, blah, blah, blah. And then you could have had a good dynamic between those two. Yeah. Um. Which doesn't just involve him screaming his yeah. son's name over and over. Yeah. And this, yeah. Whole, this whole thing of, like, John and Jack are supposed to be, they're estranged because yeah. John was a cop and he tells us, and it's a lot, Cop, yeah. yeah, you know, how difficult it is being a cop dad fine. You know, that could have been yeah. tension between I mean, the two. Yeah, but what it's... is
0: the central tension of the character here? I'm assuming there is some. There actually isn't. It was resolved years ago. But let's say the problem is, I remember di- uh, Bruce Willis, Die Hard. I remember <laughs> Die Hard in an interview. Johnny die, Johnny die Hard. Johnny Die Hard. He was talking about how um the thing about uh, John McClane is he-, he actually loves this stuff. You know, he, mm. c- he would be bored without it. He has to keep mm. getting in these situations. That's an interesting dynamic that maybe he's he feels only capable when he's in these situations. Mm. Would have been fun to have a movie exploring that,
1: maybe. Yeah. Well, if he's so stilted in, in yeah. having like a heart to heart with his son, then they could have bonded yeah. through the, the the violence. And <laughs> and technically they do because John McClane yeah. says so at the end. He says, "I had a real good time running around with you." Yeah, by which he means murdering people. No, by which
0: he means literally running around with him because that's what they do for most of this fucking movie.
1: <laughs> I had a good time with all that boring stuff we did. <laughs> there was the this, this scene when um, John was pulling that like rivet out of Jack's. Gut. Yeah, yeah, and and that could have been an emotional moment. That could have been yeah. like a, you know, like a. I think I'm gonna die, and he's like, oh, "Come here, you're not gonna die, son." Come here, yeah. let Then we just pull that out. Yeah, I think the exact dialogue was: "What are you gonna do? You gonna cry? Yeah, You're
0: gonna cry. Do you want a nice milkshake? Do you want? You want a milkshake? Do you want to go back home? Yeah. You know? Do you want a nice family situation? Yeah. I like just it's like ripping the shit out that. of him. Yeah. When did he become an asshole? Yeah. When was John McLean? John McLean was always an asshole, but when did he become like a fucking asshole? Need a hug? i are not a hugging family.
1: Damn straight. John McLean from Die Hard One, Two, and Three would have looked out for his kids, yeah. and would have, would have been would have been like, "Come here, champ."
0: yeah they're just they're both so standoffish to each other Mm. and in general let's let's move on to the fact that the direction has changed the direction of action movies in some respects has changed and what this movie is trying to be is not a fun die hard throwback but is instead trying to be born it's trying to be a born movie that's why we have all the zooms it's why we have the shaky cam during conversations it's why we have the sort of blue-tinted Moscow that we have, as opposed to the sort of lightly orange-coloured yeah. L.A. of the first movie. Yeah. It's why we don't have a charismatic bad guy. We just, we yeah. just have, like, we just have... grizzled
1: Eastern European types.
0: Yes, exactly, who are the real bad guys here. Yeah. I like the Bourne movies. I don't necessarily like their legacy. Nor do I like Bourne legacy. <laughs> <laughs> the Bourne legacy I prefer to Jason Bourne. Yes. Did you prefer this to Jason
1: Bourne? <laughs> No, I still prefer Jason Bourne in spite of everything. Okay. In spite of how clueless that film felt a lot <laughs> of the time. Yeah. That felt like Paul Greengrass was trying to write
0: a good film about... about um, Cyber hacking?
1: Cyber hacking. We just didn't know anything about cyber hacking. <laughs> and refused to Google it. <laughs> yeah. We've got to use
0: SQL to hack the mainframe.
1: <laughs> Pass me the encrypted uh, file there. It's the USB with encrypted written on it. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it still had good performances in it. Yes. It was just a dud. It was a yeah. non-starter, really, J- Jason Bourne. And it, d- it had about three lines of dialogue. Yeah. But maybe that's why it was better than Die Hard 5, because Die Hard 5 had
0: considerably more dialogue. Yeah. But it was all bad. At least the action sequences kind of worked. For the most part, there's four or five action moments in this. Mm-hmm. There's the car chase early on. Oof. Oof. There's the bit where they attack them in the first building Both. and they escape. There's yeah. the bit where they attack them in the second building and they escape. Doff. And then there's the bit where at the ending... Yeah. They got worse. They got gradually worse. (laughs) The best one definitely being the car chase. Uh, But the the sheer amount of collateral damage is upsetting in that sequence though. It's very much like a DC action sequence. And it's again, it's not John McClane. No. John McClane is all about limiting that. Yeah. And they they throw some John McClane-style flourishes in there, like him apologising to people as he fucking rams them off the road. Yeah. You know, and and, and the odd line in there that sounds a bit New York, but New York. But aside from that, it's just a very kind of grey naughty mm. zero action sequence. It was fast-paced. There was a lot yeah. of
1: very good practical effects.
0: Yes, Cars getting
1: good. flung about and
0: crushed. Yes, and a lot of pneumatic uh, or sort of gas-powered uh, things firing cars into the air as soon as a truck just so much yeah.
1: grazes them. inexplicably firing vehicles <laughs> all all directions. Yes. Um, but again, it was just so... A, it was so difficult to, to distract myself from the collateral damage, which yeah. was a very un-McLean thing to do. Yes. And B... I I didn't care about any of the characters, so yeah. so it was just very much like the Hitman's Bodyguard we were saying yeah. um, the other the other week. The yeah. one good chase scene they had in it was just very difficult to care about because yeah. there was then nothing had been established yeah. early on as to
0: why we should care. Absolutely, I think mean, that's it. There's some cool moments, but ultimately yeah. it's just hard, impossible to get involved in the movie because the characters are a flat line and yeah. the plot is just not engaging. It's complicated, but not engaging, and I think. Yeah really that's that's all there is to say about um all's good day that dies hard oh let's stop okay <laughs> quickfire. let yes please okay this is a bit complicated but it's kind of like alien covenant there's little phrases from the original in there so like oh, yeah. there were phrases from the original alien and there were phrases from the original die hard in yeah. this musical phrases that i like when they happen Like um, little refrains of Die of Beethoven, mm-hmm. uh, Beethoven's um, Ninth, the fourth movement, which got used a lot in um, the original Die Hard, comes up here and there, and just little moments that remind me of how good it is. But hey, watch Die Hard with a Vengeance, all the musical stings are in there.
1: I mean, in the in the original, I thought
0: Mary Elizabeth Winstead was pretty good. Yes, in the theatrical uh, cut. Yeah, from which she was not cut. <laughs> um, speaking of good actors, I quite liked the guy playing. Uh, Victor Shigarin, whose mm. uh, name I have here, Sergei Hmm. Um, he was very good. Yeah, I see that he was also in Cold Souls, the Paul Giamatti film I've not seen, and Black Sea, the interesting submarine movie I've not seen. So <laughs> okay. I imagine he's very good. Yeah, Cold Souls was middling. Oh, okay. So,
1: but Giamatti. But Giamatti. Mm. Speaking of speaking of good actors. Yep. I thought that Sebastian Koch did what he could with, with his, with his role. Mm. Sebastian Koch, who was in, um, The Lives of Others. Yes. Uh, fantastic film, fantastic performance. Very good film. Yeah. Um, he, um, in this film, when it's finally revealed that he is a, um, a bad villain. Yeah. He does a wonderful yeah. bark. Just, uh, the, I guess, demonstrates that he's evil. It was yeah. like his, like he'd been so buttoned <laughs> down as a good guy all for, no, for the best part of an yeah. hour. And now he could finally be bad again. He, he just tried had to, to channel, let
0: it all out. He channeled all of his Alan McMahon eccentricness into one bark. I really like the shooting in the club, the thing that lands Jack, uh, what's mm. his name, into um, Jack McLean, Yeah into jail. He comes in and he shoots the guy in the head and the guy who gets shot in the head, he kind of, he gets shot in the head and you see the hole and then he kind of turns to the person next to him, like, mm. listing over as if he'd just suddenly become very sleepy and just, his mouth is kind of drooping and he kind of sags and it's pretty horrific. Mm. Like, I don't know. It felt it felt good. It felt like an actual thing. Felt right. Felt right. <laughs> felt good, Paul. So
1: Jack calls John McLean John for yes. the entirety of the film. Yes. At the end of the film, um, after the big explosion where they end up in a swimming pool with no discernible injuries. Yeah. He's thrashing around and he's he's shouting out for John. Yeah. And then he and then after a beat he shouts for Dad. Oh. And it's it's an obvious move, but yeah, it was sort of one of the more like real, more yeah. human moments of the film and it could have done with maybe 50 million it absolutely More should have had It at least all of those yeah
0: so yeah like we said there's some really good practical effects and one of them was that in the opening courthouse moment when the person pulls the press the trigger three cars explode uh in like a row hmm. and it's really neat like the way it's done is really cool just a sort of chain of explosions going down this row of cars the explosions all the effects had a real heft to them yes they were
1: chunky stunts That's
0: heft yes because the cars they don't just like explode and fly into the air like usual yeah. car explosions they yeah. disappear yeah they cease to exist in these explosions which yeah. is very impactful if we get
1: to choose one stunt each one stunt each my, my one stunt quota is um the safe house is being uh, mm. besieged by the yeah. um some of the bad guys yeah uh, the home alone crew yeah and uh Jay Courtney punches a button and it just blows the whole fucking safe house. Oh um, yes, uh, yes, Like around around the perimeter where all the all the bad guys are coming in. Yes. And all of these guys just fall off the side of this building. That's so right. a great explosion with like bricks and mortar flying everywhere. And then they all yeah. just land on cars at the bottom at the yeah. bottom of the building. Yeah. And again, there's a real like punch to it.
0: Yeah. Um, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Very well done.
0: Cool. It seems like every time I watch this movie there's gonna be one do- uh John McClane bit that I like. Mm. And what's weird is the subsequent viewing, I won't like the previous one, and I'll find a new one. Because previously, the first time I watched this, I really liked the moment where John McClane, having crashed into someone's car, the guy gets out and is screaming in Russian. And John McClane just punches him and says, Do you think I understand a word you're saying? Yeah. I, I laughed. This time, that did nothing for me. Mm-hmm. But this, later on, there's a moment where a guy says to him, Are you crazy? And he says, Yeah, a little bit. And I, yeah. That was my line for yeah. this one. I'm sure next time I watch it, I'll find that very annoying, <laughs> and I'll love but some for other But now bit. it's good to it's good to commit to posterity. Oh, it's just it's the gift that keeps on giving is... <laughs> the Bruce Willis performance. It's the it's the Bruce Willis performance that just keeps on giving that absolute diehard corrupts good daily.
1: <laughs> Fuck this, <laughs> uh, Bruce Willis bit that I liked. Yeah, um, which you expressly did not like was um, when he when um, Jay Courtney is stamping on Bruce Willis's phone. There's a long silence as he's smashing yeah. up this phone with his boot and yeah. he says I had a two year contract on that and yes. I think
0: it was because I wasn't looking at the screen at you the time you weren't looking at the screen I was I eating was... soup <laughs> you were looking into your soup yeah. and so you missed the the long fucking setup where, where amongst him stamping on the phone it cut to Bruce Willis's face as he prepared the line about three different times licked his lips licked his lips ready his, his wa- <laughs> flexed his wattle and just got fully on ready to say his that his eyebrows
1: yeah yeah um, I no, I didn't see that, so, uh, you're lying. It was the best comedy <laughs> beat, uh, of cinematic history.
0: Fair enough. Uh, the opening credits I liked when they come up and they're sort of weird grey thing, and because they come out without ceremony. Mm. Just in, uh, after the dramatic thing has happened, after Kat just yes. said a supposedly badass thing. That was very good. The credits just sort of happen. And I really mm. liked that. It was neat.
1: Felt like a seamless spy thriller.
0: Yeah, mm. that's exactly what it seemed like. Like
1: a born Alec. Is told by Irina that he can kill McLean and McLean, and um, in a kind of goofy way, he goes, "Thank you," (laughs) and it's like, "Oh, I get to eat my rice pudding now." (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yum. Um, My final one. Uh-huh. Um, is the one extended scene that yes. uh, was worthwhile? Yes. Um, in the sequence where they're going through various Russian cars and looking for weapons. Yes. Um, which in
0: the original was just a Russian car. Yeah. They go to a car, they've stolen the keys, they open it, and there's guns inside, and they go kill people.
1: Yeah, they? yeah. Um, the first one they open, and it's got like cash in it. I think. And handguns. Just oh, and handguns. boring handguns that they can't use. Rubbish handguns, which yeah. aren't going to kill anyone. No. Not in Russia. <laughs> um. The second one they open, it has a dead body in it, yeah. wrapped up in plastic, yes. and they look at each other
0: kind of awkwardly. I don't remember them looking at each other. I remember a focus on Bruce Willis as he sort of s- draws his lips over it, gums over his... his yes, uh, his, that's right. Part it's part a of wince of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like, yeah.
1: And it was actually a really good comedy moment. Yeah, because
0: they just close it again and yeah, move
1: on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't draw attention to it at all. It's just,
0: yeah. what's in the next, you know, what's yeah. in the next one? This isn't going to help us. Yeah. My final good moment, the moment we're going to hang this fucking thing mm-hmm. on. After Brucey arrives in Russia, gets into a cab. Mm. Now the cabbie, the Russian cabbie that he has. You all remember you all right, Argyle. You all remember Argyle from Die Hard, the uh, mm-hmm. ca- limo driver. He was great. We all love him. Well, this is kind of a callback because we have a fun taxi driver who doesn't get to stick around and sort of offer comedic relief and some interesting character moments later on. No. But he gets to have one sequence. mm mm-hmm. And it's pretty fun. Traffic sucks here too. Sex? You want sex? Sexy clubs? No, no, no sex. They get, he's like very sardonic, very Russian. <laughs> um, gets a bit weird when he starts singing. And the last the last joke that he sort of ends on is a bit lame. But um, it, it gave me a little bit of humanity <laughs> into the movie that wasn't contrived or bizarre. It was mm-hmm. just amusing.
1: Pretty endearing old uh, Pasha D. Lichnikov. Ooh. Mm. You looked up his name. I'm impressed. I, I looked
0: up his name because I care about this podcast, Paul. No, I don't. I, I want it to die. <laughs> I wish it was and I'm dead. I'm going to keep on making tiny <laughs> administrative errors, like little mistakes, in the hope that that somehow <laughs> brings down the Goliath. From the inside. <laughs> Just splinters in its foot until it <laughs> kills over and dies. So, okay, that's that. Let's talk about one better thing. The one better thing. Um, I have. Two. Okay. First one is Baby Driver. So I was trying to think of like <laughs> a recent down on it, sort of every man. It's gone a little bit out of fashion these days to have an every man. Usually the hero, the action hero is a sort of trained CIA operative yeah. who, you know, knows what they're doing. You know, it's it, that's the sort of post-born legacy there. Uh, the post-born identity legacy, not post-born I- legacy, which was dreadful. Um, post- post-born identity legacy. Ah, <laughs> that's that's that um baby from baby driver he's not necessarily the everyman because he is incredibly skilled um he has a very unusual sort of impairment where he has to drown out a sort of tinnitus hum that he has with music um but he's an exceptional driver and he's very capable and very cool as well but he's more of an everyman than most other action movie protagonists these days um and it's it's really fun. It has a bit of that sort of diehard spirit to it. The sort yeah. of the the action sequences are great, and it's just yeah, it's a really cool movie. You feel good, yeah. have seen good. it, and a way better car chase than this one because it wasn't miserable. <laughs> My other one is *Lethal Weapon* four. What I know now, fourth entry in the series, usually regarded as the weakest, and I think that's probably fair enough, but. It was made a long time after the previous one. I think it was like 98 compared to 91 for the previous one. So, not as long as this is to, you know, Die Mm. Hard 4. Made recently, and yet still had the spirit of the old ones. Um, Still had the sort of high energy, the sort of. uh, Some would say it went too far. The original one was way grittier than this was, and Mm. it went a bit too light. But um, it's still so fun for that, and Jet Lee's really cool in it, and more importantly, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover still work as well as they ever did. The back and forth they have is really cool. Um, it's not as well written because Shane Black left, but it's it's. I don't think you can really you won't be offended or annoyed watching the Lethal Weapon quadrilogy. Mm. Um, unlike the Die Hard fifthology, latter
1: years, yeah, the Winter Years, yeah. So on to my one better thing. Yes. Um and I promise this is the last time that I'll use this. Oh no. But I was trying to think of a film franchise that has been going <laughs> on for at least spanned a couple of decades. Yeah. Where the the main star, the protagonist, mm. has returned, reprising the role, but has managed to keep not necessarily the spirit of the older ones, but has managed to make consistently good films. Yes. Um with Actually, in this case, different strengths. Whereas in, for Die Hard, I just wanted to go back to the old, yeah, <laughs> the old, the old ones. strengths. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. Okay. On this occasion, for the fact that it is, for some parts, set in Russia. It is for a little bit. They they introduce new characters. Um, they keep um some of the older characters. We Flesh see Simon Pegg getting yeah. a better, like a bigger role in this as Benji. Yep. Um, and Tom Tom Cruise's character is still the same. Com- comfortably awesome um, <laughs> mega star Ethan yeah. Hunt but it it, cha- it changes with the time to to stay relevant yeah. um, whereas this the die hard films seem to have been just just losing touch just every just a every little time. bit every single yeah. time um
0: remembering the strengths yeah exactly
1: yeah. Rem- remembering the strengths and just making it a thoroughly enjoyable yeah. action film with some incredible sequences some Stuntmen, like the the realest stuntman alive, which is Tom Cruise. I I, I would say Tom Cruise is the ultimate Western action hero, He's, because yeah. because he will never stop until he actually dies. So go watch Mission Impossible, all of them, then two, then three, then three and four, then five.
0: Yeah, in time for Mi Six. Yes, do that. Marathon them up. One better thing. One better thing. The one better thing. Okay, now some corrections we have to do. Mm. We unforgivably have missed an OGT three man like assholes like assholes we forgot with all our focus on the sort of you know Christopher Walkins and Ben Affleck's the Guy Fawkeses the Guy Fawkeses we forgot that behind every truly terrible man is a maligned and abused woman (laughs) and in this case it is the poor and unhappy career of Jackie Sandler who has appeared in three OGT movies in memorable roles in Paul Blart, Maul Blart, Blart Blart, she played woman getting hit on by asshole at bar who was mm. definitely in the wrong. Yeah. In Ridiculous 6, she played, what was it, woman who never wears bra, that memorable and dignified role. Who, Greed. Who Sandler doesn't love as much as his actual wife. Yeah. Um, and then in Bucky Larson, Born to be Notorious, <laughs> we had her as the porn director who witnesses Bucky Larson... Jerking it. Jamming a thing finger up his ass. Jamming a finger up his ass. Yeah. That is the career
1: of Jackie yeah. Sandler. And that earns her a place in, in the OG... halls of the OGT3-men. OGT oh, free to a man. Free in a bush. Free. Free. Go. Films are shit, mate. I made a grave, grave oh. error in my lady in the water episode in my lady in the water episode yeah your one it was really, yeah, I take full responsibility for this
0: <laughs> what did you do I,
1: like an absolute scumbag like an absolute piece of shit I said that Lilu of yeah. the fifth element was yes. from another world
0: what she's not from another world you plank
1: <laughs> you bag face I know I know I'm an ass face <laughs> I'm a real I'm a real fish fucker <laughs> I'm a toe up the ass git brain Yep,
0: and on Tuesdays. She is, of course, the perfect creation. Yes. And I'm sorry. I can tell you who's not the perfect creation, eh? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, the other thing was, um, in the Fant4Stick episode, classic, mm-hmm. I made a comment that actually the studio stepped into... Um, save The born Identity after the director went a bit crazy, um, and after literally none of you wrote in, I um, became very aware of the fact that um, actually the case, the real case was much more complicated with that, with actually some of the studio's decisions, with um, Doug Lyman's movie being quite controversial, if even bad.
1: Oh, you gut rot.
0: I know. You dead sperm one in a I'm bucket. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a studio stooge. That's who I am. Oh. I'm an apologist. Reverse orgasm. Yep. I'm an anti-gasm, Bloody elbow joint. You sweaty elbow <laughs> joint. You sweaty cleft.
1: This will never be a debate, but if we've said anything wrong, then feel free to get in touch and say, hey, insert um, inventive insult. Yep. Light on the swears, please. If, We're if not you, that kind of podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely fucking not. And if you have not invented a clever enough insult, yeah. we will put your email straight into the garbage monster that we have. Yeah, That's what I call my penis.
1: <laughs> right into the wank hole, which is... Uh, <laughs> what we call the wank hole. That's what we call the wank hole.
0: <laughs> My term of the wank hole, Paul.
1: <laughs> Let's both use the wank hole like socialists.
0: Like socialists would. Um, Come friends, we may wank each other's hole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's time to finish. It it's is. it's late on a Friday night. That's Oh God, that's like what you said at the wank hole. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to OGT. Thanks for not turning off so far. Yeah. Um if um, you'd like to yeah. find out more about wankholes holes, please Please fill in the questionnaire and send it to Twitter or Facebook at OGT Pod or send your fingerprints straight to OGTpod at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, you can listen to us on iTunes, YouTube Any other good podcast app on your phone. It's all out there. Or your face. Yep. Even a painted on one if you, uh, if you can remember our podcast word for word and shout them from a street corner. Absolutely. Just got to get those paints out. Absolutely. Tell a friend. Just pass it on. Just tell a friend. (laughs) Yeah. Just tell someone. (laughs) Just please tell anyone. Anyone. Um, right. Just write a short review. We've had a couple more since, uh, since my birthday, and that was nice. <laughs> but um, there's always time for more nice things to be said. Yep. Which is uh, the whole reason we started this podcast.
0: Yep. So say some nice things. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about Die Hard at night, Shepherd's Good Day, is a Russian taxi driver singing Frank Sinatra and a bemused man who doesn't really want to be in movies anymore.